Hello, everyone. This is episode seven of the Push Record and Run Charlotte Records podcast. Guess who we got in the studio today? You could probably tell from the title of the podcast. It's hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's me. It's, it's, it's Swalpo. It's Swalpo. <laughs> He's down here in my Can't basement. My <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. I, I've had him trapped here for a long time. Yeah. Tied up. I have a, I have a little like uh, cage in my basement, and we kept them tied up here. For that's really kinky. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was your wait, idea, so Swole. Being, wait, so who's being tied up, me or you? Oh well, I I keep I stay tied up on the other side of the room, and then you're <laughs> you're in the cage, and we both watch each other like a Bollywood film. Nice. With with like some serious fire in our. Nice. No, that's a it's a highly orchestrated. <laughs> it, so, 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 Swall, <laughs> tell us, tell us, what do we talk about in this podcast? All right, we're gonna go through some stuff about, you know, just like some relaxed, fun topics like unrest. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're gonna talk a little bit about philosophy, um, units. Um, all types of units. All types honestly. of units. Yeah. Um, you'll see. <laughs> uh, songwriting, um, recording, and just a little bit of this and that, you know? Yeah. Art. Art's a big one. Yeah. yeah. Art of all kinds. Art and quality, all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're you're a really insightful guy, and uh, you know you got you got a lot going on that little noggin of yours. <laughs> and so uh, we're really really happy to have you on today, and happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, so first, I gotta I gotta do some plugs. First of all, uh, thank you to KZUM. Uh, we got uh, our first advertisement that just happened on uh, on Monday. Uh, on the HNFM hour, uh, starting at 6:30 every Monday with uh, with Sam Chrysler, and so we're again we're really excited to see where our relationship heads in the future, and uh, we're really happy that we're collaborating. Also, again, if you are interested in recording in any capacity, whether that be digital or analog or you know just like four track cassette, let us know. We want to get you down to the studio. We want to do all kinds of experiment experimentation and uh, bring your uh, your artistic vision to actualization it it is it is a passion of ours and we want to make your passion the passion of shallow records so thanks again for listening and Paul <laughs> <laughs> let's do this let's go. Welcome, Paul Swope. Hey, thank you. <laughs> Swalpope. Pope. Would you, would you prefer to be referred to as Swalpope Pope or Paul Swope when we put the name on the podcast? Um, you could go either one. You could go right. Swalpope, Pope, parentheses, Paul Swope, Paul Swope, parentheses, Swalpope, <laughs> whatever, whatever <laughs> just, choosing. Just keep multiple parentheses. Paul Swope. <laughs> <laughs> just keeps going on forever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So, yeah, we got, we got tons of, tons of questions for you. Um, first of all, your album, it's it's spelled Empathinacht One. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm so curious where that came from. So it's actually um, the way I intended it was Empathina Chapter One, 
Oh my god, yeah. that's some Greek goddess shit. <laughs> what? Yeah, Where so did that come from? So, um, empathina is kind of a word I made up. Not really. So, na the the end the na at the end of it is a suffix pre- prefix suffix i think yeah the ending of a word it's that something. means um yeah. if you if, yeah if you research it i'm pretty sure it means like like having the quality of the thing that you said before it so like oh. empathina means like having like the ca- the capacity of having the capacity of em- empathy which i thought was really interesting because like like empathy is like yeah you have like that's just like empathy itself but like empathy nah which technically isn't a word, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I made it up because I thought it was cool. Because I've never heard like oh, it described that way without using a sentence. Yeah. Right. And I was looking for that kind of definition of it. Um, it's like like having the ability and the capacity, like the space like in your psyche to like have empathy. Yeah, you know? that's really And like cool. w- 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 what comes with that is like the ability to not have empathy, too. Sure. You know, like, right. yeah, it's like two sides of a coin. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, so I was like doing a lot of thinking around the time I recorded that. And when are you not doing a lot of thinking? That's the question. That's true. You <laughs> seem um, to be a modern day philosopher, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Uh, we I started talking <laughs> about Freud last time. I was like, sick. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I, I did a little bit of philosophy. Um, I went to college for it for a couple of years. Oh, hey. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of hard to cool. find a job as a philosopher nowadays though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you get fired for most jobs for saying like I wonder what the meaning of the burger is. <laughs> yeah, you, there's never you ask somebody like, what, what they is are the form of the where does the grease begin in the burger? <laughs> is the grease burger? <laughs> but you, you got to look at things from that standpoint sometimes yeah, in yeah. order to fully grasp what's going on. Oh, of course. You <laughs> know. <laughs> Yeah, my my dad always had a really funny quote. Um, <laughs> so my my older brother, he was really into philo- he is into philosophy too, and my dad always would, while growing up, he would be like, "Man, my my grandpa always said, what did go on go on and think, what does thinking get you?" Nothing. (laughs) 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 Some like dad stuff, like saying, you know, (laughs) right, right. Like number three dad quote. Yeah, (laughs) like some like I don't even know if that was exactly it, but (laughs) it was so funny. Like a couple Thanksgivings ago, my brother brought up that quote, and he's like, he's like, and this sucker just paid for two years of philosophy. But you know, like, if, you, if you dig deeper into it, yeah. you know, there's insight. Yeah, my dad actually loves philosophy. Yeah. Sarcastic dad humor. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I saw your release um, golf course. I had a question about the album art. Was, oh. <laughs> was that MS Paint? Um, that was on Canva, actually. Canva. And it ah. was very, very lo-fi. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually did it in the car on the way to Omaha. I um, love it. A while ago. It's um, so cool. It was a lot of, I was just like moving shapes around and stuff. And it started off just a, a completely orange screen. Yeah. yeah. And it didn't originally have the title golf course on it, actually. Mm. It was, uh, 
I thought it would be funny to have like a golfer like doing the you know like how like the ball's coming towards the hole like, yeah and golf course says it over the hole. <laughs> I thought it'd be funny to instead of golf course or anything that had to do with the picture just to say like touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> so like <Yeah. laughs> so it says touchdown and I have stickers that say that. I'll have to I should have brought some for you guys. Um, some <laughs> subversive album artwork, something yeah, that doesn't yeah, quite exactly. speak to the title of the Yeah, but I have a an instrumental song I've been working on called Touchdown. Um, nice. I'm not we'll, we'll try it. Maybe we could record it when we Hey, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm talking about. I love dude, I, I love that kind of just sitting in the car and fucking with an image until mm-hmm. it becomes the album artwork. Mm-hmm. I remember uh Le- when I was out in Hawaii with Levi, uh we had like a big yellow balloon and he had like stalks of weed that had grown out in the <laughs> out in the lawn <laughs> that we brought inside. He was like, oh. So <laughs> we had these big stalks of ditch weed and then a big yellow balloon and he put it in this like uh this like vacuum sealed like dome and, and just stuffed it all in there and took a bunch of pictures of it with his nice camera and then he sat down and just like fucked around with like uh the filters yeah. and like yeah. all kinds of he shit had an and album <laughs> cover and then we and then yeah. i used it as uh the album cover for the legs de mayo album oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> just to release it like the next day that's so sick oh, I, I love that i yeah. sometimes like it's partly because of laziness but well, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, I like to describe it as, like, pulling art from the world around you. Where yeah. I just, like, take pictures of random things I see and use them for, like, album art. Like, that's sick. Yeah. yeah. I think that's kind of neat. Um, For big ones, for, like, uh, for albums and, mm-hmm. like, EP covers and stuff, I like to go a little more, like, intentional instead of sure. taking yeah. a random picture. But, but yeah, um, I've got a picture for Singing You Sounds. It's, like... A bunch of like redfish, like red snapper. Oh, that yeah. I saw at this mm. like deli place. Like in I Pittsburgh. love that one. I think it yeah. spoke to the music. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. Really I thought well. so too. And I was like, I was just like with my family over Christmas break, and I saw that, and I'm like, that's beautiful. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like just like, and it was crazy. This like bustling like fish market. It was bustling a word. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it, it was just busy, like, people, like, I want that one, I want that one, <laughs> like, like a bunch of people with, like, Pennsylvania accents and stuff, like, <laughs> yeah. all East Coast, everything, um, and I was just like, these fish are beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why must we eat them? Yeah. <laughs> And a bunch just sitting there, like identical, just yeah, like, looking so at cool. you like. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> 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 Fucking love that. Okay, so uh, you uh, basically every single single that you have sounds different. I mean, like you use it's never just acoustic guitar, it's never just electric guitar. Sometimes there's more of a lo-fi twinge. Sometimes it's hi-fi as fuck, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, do you go into a recording session with the sound in mind? Um, for a particular song, or do you just kind of roll with what you get and then mix it the way that it sounded, it came out sounding like, you know? Yeah, so I, I just try to, like, roll with the moment. I try to use, like, the tools I hand to create mm. the most, like, appropriately sounding things. So if I'm, like, working on a, a song in my apartment, you know, yeah. um, I'm not going to try to make it sound like it was recorded at a nice studio. Yeah. You know, like, right. I'm going to take advantage of, like, the low finest of my yeah. surroundings. Um, and that's, like, where you get songs like a lot of the ones I've released on SoundCloud, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which are a lot more lo-fi and have started out a little rocky <laughs> 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 mix-wise. Um, but they're, 
they're they're coming along um but the ones on spotify um more so than the ones on soundcloud um i think those were all recorded in a studio some of them were like a little bit more hurried um and some of them were just like stripped um, yeah but a few of them were like very detailed like projects of songs that took like up to like a year or so to f- golf course took like like we weren't working on it for like a full year or two. It was like a year and a half though in between when wow. I first started recording it. Like yeah. when I wrote Golf Course, I think. Oh man, that was 2017 in the spring, and I released it in 2020 in the spring. Mm, that's a crap, long man. ass time. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I try. I like I wish. I think every artist wishes that they could just like, like boost out content yeah. as they're yeah. writing it, but. That's just not the way it works, yeah, unfortunately. Right. So, well, it helps to have like all of the, um, all the means at home just to mm-hmm. like go home and start recording. Well, yeah, I mean, you gotta work up to that point, like <laughs> yeah. knowledge and yeah. gear wise. No, for sure, yeah. it takes time. Who have you recorded with around Lincoln? Um, so, the EP that I put out a while ago, it's not currently up. I'm working on getting that back up through DistroKid. I think I gotta work out a couple of yeah sure yeah uh, yeah with the distributor why did it get taken down um so i had it up with tunecore tunecore wanted me to charge wanted to charge me like 50 bucks to renew it which was ridiculous where distro kid i pay 20 bucks a year yeah and they like let you release as many things as you want for that so i'm just like i'm just gonna go distro kid i'm taking this off of and also empathina chapter not Demographic EP was released originally under Swalpote Musique. Musique. Yeah, that was the artist <laughs> name. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, when I first like released music back in 2017, I was like super excited, and I'm like, "This is the plan. It's gonna be like um like an Emporium style like concept where like it's like this Musique is like, <laughs> like." But then I was just like, it, it, it people. It, it became more of a problem. Yeah. Then like a cool thing that was sure. like, you know, people were like, well, "How do you spell that?" Like, <laughs> right, right. I so I, j- I just made it swell pope. Um, there you go. So I'm trying to get all the music transferred over to there, which is another reason why I want to, why I'm having some kinks with the distributor because sure, the name yeah. on the EP is blah blah. But anyway, um, I w- I want to jump back into some more shiny conversation um, yeah <laughs> i don't like talking about distributors and <laughs> it's, a, it's super Nobody important does. though i yeah. knew, I knew yeah, nothing about distributors or uh, aggregators aggregators before i met gage and, and he brought up the word aggregator i was like what the fuck is that, <laughs> I've never heard of that before in my life and you know i've always had other other friends of mine whenever i've been in bands and we've been like uh, releasing stuff that have dealt with all of that crap and mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. so nice to have gage on my side it's not as as hard as it looks yeah i promise i completely uh, like avoided your question accidentally i'm so sorry (laughs) no it's okay you asked who i've worked with in lincoln error connection to server lost regaining connection loading It's gone now. That's <laughs> fine. Okay, so yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> who have you who have you worked with? <laughs> I reco- I recorded a couple songs with Ross Greeb. Um, a few oh, years ago. I love Ross. Yeah, Ross is awesome. Yeah, um, I really want to work with him again. I don't know um, if I've met I, him. Uh, I 
Ross is great. He's um he went to UN he just graduated from UNL. Um, nice. I think he's moving to Fort Collins or he already did. Um, mm. He's good friends with my friend Dana. Um, nice. That's how I met him. Um and Dana Cook. Dana Hoppy. Hoppy. Um, I don't know if you I know met of I met Dana Hoppy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like. 30 minutes, minutes yeah. ago. <laughs> he's an amazing artist. Yes, he is. Like a visual artist? Yes. Yes, he was the one who did the painting for Empathina. Mm-hmm. Um, Whoa, yeah. sick. Yeah, and that's like his scrap work. He like hates that thing. <laughs> 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 he's like, I'm going to burn that someday. <laughs> like, it's no, huge. It's, yeah, it's big. Yeah, it's awesome. You should frame it. Um, it well, is. It's a canvas. It's oh, like a giant canvas. Yeah. Oh, like shit. Yeah, but Three back, back to Ross Grieb. Have you guys heard of Noah Flourish? Yes. Yeah, so Ross Noah, Noah was just Noah's. at the Hub the other night. Uh, he oh, was, nice. I think he was performing with uh, one of the bands at Hub and Soul. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. man, I should have gone, man. Yeah, I, cool. I almost went there last night, but I was helping my neighbor move. Oh, so. yeah. I met his parents. Oh, <laughs> that <nice>. was funny. <laughs> they gave me the, I have to get everybody's last name at the register, and they were like, Flourish. <laughs> I was like, wait, are you Noah's parents? Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I love that kid. That's <laughs> cool. Yeah, anyway, go ahead. But yeah, I'm... Um, Ross produces Noah's music, and so I think, uh, like, it's really cool, like, watching, like, their progression, you know, because they're both really talented people, and I feel like yeah. they, like, build off of each other a lot, mm. um, so I, I'd really love to, like, honestly work with either of them, Noah and I have, like, kind of, like, like, considered the idea of doing something together in the past maybe we'll see yeah, yeah that uh, it would be cool though i'd love to work with either of them i want to record with ross at some point if i can in the future also oh yeah man yeah i maybe. saw oh continue oh um i was just trying to think of other people i've recorded with in oh arc studios mm. yeah i'm um, in omaha nice. yep didn't they record cake at one point i wouldn't be surprised Hell <laughs> yeah. that sounds awesome yeah doesn't it <laughs> but dude yeah i i don't mean to i i do mean to brag about my one little experience like there you got it um Feel i met connor oberst like <gasps> when he was like walking <laughs> through and i bet i bet like a lot of people have it's not probably not that big of a deal being in yeah. nebraska um i didn't know he even lived super in nebraska stoked about it yeah he uh he's from omaha wow <laughs> yeah so big dog what <laughs> big dog big dog yeah doesn't saddle creek records own reverb lounge or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i saw better oblivion at reverb lounge oh cool yeah it was really it was really dope. i saw i saw wait no that was not <coughs> at reverb lounge that was at the waiting room uh i think they own that too yeah do they own the waiting room pretty wow. sure whoa that's crazy i always figure that one uh, percent productions is always on all their shit so i always figure yeah. that one percent productions like had a stake in the waiting room oh. but I had no idea. Could. I don't Maybe. know. I could be completely wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't doubt it. They basically yeah. run the music scene in Omaha. Yeah. So. Omaha DIY Monopoly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Man, that's the dr- that's the dream, honestly. To yeah, get, dude. Uh, to get under the microscope of Saddle Creek Records. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The trick is sweet. The trick is, well, if you're going to start something like that, the trick is to, first of all, have yeah. a good artist who's putting out good music or put out really good music yourself. And then start a record label around that, course, and then yeah. own a music venue, and then so, start holding shows for bands uh, like your band and bands of the, si- the similar ilk. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> and then and then you just start owning the scene. Oh man! Crazy. Okay, you got a whole just different wait. approach. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> He's just waiting for somebody to buy him out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But nice. yeah, I saw I saw Terra Mellos at. Uh, Reverb Lounge, that was really fucking Ooh. cool. 
<coughs> I wore the, I wore my Terramello shirt today, and it has uh, itchy and scratchy, like cut <laughs> each other's heads off with chainsaws <laughs> at work. Nice. And everyone was like, oh, this is a sick shirt. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, Reaver Blound wouldn't let my brother and I in to see They Might Be Giants because he was 17. Ooh. And I was, I was like Bummer. 21 at that point. So... Fuck Reaver Blounge. <laughs> we drove all the way to we drove all the way to Omaha. Reaver Blounge, if you are listening, please don't discriminate against any of us artists. No, yes. I saw your Instagram bio is it says that your music is for comedians and morticians. That's true. Oh yeah. <laughs> so if you only had to choose one side of your very niche fan base, would you make music for comedians or uh, morticians? Morticians all the way. <laughs> morticians are like the most like kind and charitable people on this earth, I think. Yeah. You know, like have you ever met a mortician who is a complete jerk? I have not met a mortician. Yeah. <laughs> lucky, lucky you, man. Yeah. <laughs> Morticians don't exist. Have you ever met a mortician? <laughs> Conspiracy theory. <laughs> Morticians are ghosts. <laughs> Just trying to find new bodies to inhabit. Yeah. That's why they're so nice. <laughs> <laughs> they have nothing left to lose. They're already dead. Yeah. I feel like morticians like can crack some awesome jokes though. So that's like the the, the ironic part of it. Like morticians can be comedians, but but I but I also like a mortician doesn't like necessarily mean that it's like a super dark like person that like Johnny Depp would play in a movie. Or <laughs> yeah, <something, you laughs> it's know? not Edward um, Scissorhands. But, but I feel like a lot of comedians <laughs> though, like like I feel like comedians are more like portrayed as like jesters. Like the, the sure. archetype yeah, of a comedian yeah. is like someone who is like who has this like this stance on humanity that makes other people laugh because they feel mm. uncomfortable or like yeah. at the expense of other it's not all the time like there's a lot of great comedians who are awesome no, yeah. but i feel like way more common with comedians than morticians you get someone who is like like doing it for like a little bit more deranged reasons yeah and that's well, not like sure. a bad thing like no. everyone does things for deranged <laughs> sure, reasons yeah. um but I mean, a lot of comedians who are very popular are like, like even just like like uh, um the the humor that self def um self deprecating self deprecating yeah. humor. A lot of it's that, and a lot of it's like like based on like like how awful things can be. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. like so. There's like a dark side to mm -hmm. comedy. I think I a think, lot of comedy, you know, though, is, like, walking the line between what's offensive, yeah, you yeah. know? Yeah, and that's what makes it so great, you know? <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> no other like, art it's form a does release. that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think, though, that I'd rather err on the side of, like, like making music for someone who's, like, like, consoling people more of the time than, like, than, like, helping people, like, escape their own brain, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I don't know. <laughs> I also saw on your Instagram you played a show at I don't know where it was, but it was you singing with your guitar as per usual mm -hmm. and then you had a friend with you playing lead guitar and there was this really cool arty digital background oh, yeah, thing. Where yeah. was that? I am just plugging my friend Dana right now. <laughs> uh, hey. So he designed that actually and wow. he set up that entire event. That was at Johnny Carson um, Theater Institute. It's on Q Street. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You, got, you the, guys know the building, yeah. right? 
yeah, right across cult. from um, Chipotle. Mm-hmm. Nice. That big yeah. like windowed area. Mm-hmm. It's like it's where they have all the uh, uh, the rep, the rep. The yeah, it yeah. So it was November last year, first Friday, and he had this um, this big event put together for um, like it was like designed as an art show designed around like social media and um and the effects that like data have on humanity and like huh like and your song was talking about exactly instagram being yeah. a uh, fun house mirror representation of yourself. yeah yeah so so the line is my instagram is a fun house mirror reflection of who i am yeah. and i sculpt my self-portrait uh, between the tides of birth and death into the wet sand and i act like they won't wash away by the end of the day wow dang yeah so i don't know what like inspired that really i think i was just like like over scrolling one night and i just like got really meta (laughs) 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 it happens you know we're just like what what are these hearts what are these likes it's just a number (laughs) yeah it's just like this like this console Mm -hmm. you know that we all like like subscribe to yeah it's like an approval rating system yeah, it's kind of weird when you think about it. It's like, and then the fact that you compare like different com- approval rating systems. Yeah. Like you're like, man, I like <laughs> Facebook better than Instagram. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's like completely like screwing all of us over in some way. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just a time waster. Mm-hmm. That's my problem. Oh with yeah, it. it absolutely is. Yeah. My well, that kind that statement kind of brings me to to my next question, which was um, regarding the line in I think it's singing singing you sounds. Mm-hmm. Is that it? It starts off. I'm not so good with words without a melody. Yeah. Um, where I mean, do you do you genuinely feel that? Do you feel like yeah. uh like sort of uh sometimes yeah. sometimes I feel like I'm I'm a really clever person, <laughs> but then yeah, it's kind of I tend to agree with uh, that it's statement. Kinda, it's yeah. kind of a big maze though. Cause it's the whole like 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 paradox of the ego it's like you think you're really clever and then you're not clever anymore yeah. because you thought you were really clever type of shit yeah yeah like all that alan watts stuff <laughs> um, existentialist in yeah your head. but <laughs> but yeah i think uh it's um man i could really go dive into this um but yeah that line means it's a very hard thing to completely sum up but my songwriting is a better representation a lot of the times of like who I am and what I mean. I guess it's more sure. about what I mean, not who I am, because that's always changing. Mm-hmm. You know, but what I mean is like pretty constant. It's like preserved in those songs, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like an archive for me and uh, hopefully for other people to be like, "Oh, this guy means this. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Like, I agree with this. Yeah. Disagree with that. Like, but yeah, I feel like it's like a a stake." to my claim it's like this is like that like that was right around the time actually when i decided to drop out of college and really mm-hmm. go for music that's when i wrote that song Hell um, yeah and i was and nearing the end of a semester studying abroad which was my last semester of college um and it was just like it was like man i don't know like how to like talk to my friends about this decision i don't know how to talk to my family about this or even like myself you know mm-hmm. um yeah so i just like kind of like like that just spewed out of me it's like i'm not so good at words without a melody and it's like and then like the next part is like this is what i believe in you know it's like i don't want to like like dive into like a bunch of like 
amphetamines or like sure. like yeah. <laughs> to like 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 keep my life like afloat or anything like, yeah like i have like meaning in my life that is mm-hmm. kind of like like flowing from like from a bunch of different sources and yeah. a lot of those like revolve around like like family and like and different like ways of like like um teaching tradition and stuff um yeah and there is also a lot of like cognitive dissonance there because yeah there like the next verse is like my epicenter shook the walls inside of me and like tectonic plates created newer energy so it's like those traditions and stuff and that like those building blocks are there but like everything that's like built like even like the world like the earth which was created like it changes and like tectonic plates break yeah mm-hmm. and like mountains form and, and stuff and it's like it's it's deadly and like it's like it's like these like giant events but like there's like different things that come of it so it was just like a big like self-reflection of like the progression of events in my life that led me to the the point where i decided that it was a worthwhile pursuit to like really try to do music i guess yeah i i really like the consistencies in just uh the facets of human nature and the way that the brain the brain works and then uh, the the analogy with the tectonic plates it all sort of it it comes together to make a lot of sense and you can use those analogies in your writing so well to to really solidify your idea and make it more cohesive and i feel like you do that really well thank you um but uh, uh, going along with that um i i was curious do does the melody reflect the words or do the words reflect the melody ah the age old question yeah <laughs> the age old question <laughs> um sometimes they just come at the same time um i don't know um i think i wrote that sometimes like lyrics don't come for a year or so you know yeah or sometimes yeah. lyrics become before like mm-hmm. the chord progression um i don't know it's really hard to say and like sometimes it just changes completely i'll like write a song and then i'll like scrap like the uh the chords and use those lyrics on a different song like that's happened yeah. before yeah, it's kind there. of a, it, it's its own beast i don't really know how to i call them f- my franken songs yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah they, it's perfect <laughs> um i don't know like most of the time i think when i sit down to write the chords like when i it's when it's a more traditional setting when i'm like actually able to sit down with a guitar or a piano the words like will come after i play the chords sure yeah um, yeah so sometimes yeah. it takes me like sitting down with a recording of all the instrumentals or just mm-hmm. a chord progression and listening to it over and over until something I, I, comes. yeah and then something yeah. just happens yeah. or sometimes you know I've talked about this before on the podcast where I'll write a, a line and be like, oh, let me put that in the notes. Yeah. yeah. Pull it out later. Is yeah. there any is there any wrong way that y- you would say there is to write a song? Absolutely, man. Yeah. It's like, um, no, I'm Badly. Not, I am not. <laughs> now, philosophically Pro- process speaking, wise, like, process wise, yeah. I'm not in any way an advocate of like the whole like instant gratification like whatever feels right in the moment is like how you should go like that's i don't think there's there's complete accuracy in that um i think that's more rooted in like basic hedonism um but i also think that there's instinct and i'm actually reading a book right now zen in the art of motorcycle maintenance 
<laughs> that talks about like a lot of philosophical terms. It doesn't who, actually have who to writes that just for any listeners oh who are God. curious. Um, shoot, I can I can. It's a pretty it out. specific yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. title. It's, it's, it's amazing, title. but it talks about the concept of quality, and like that's it. I can't really explain <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. what that is. That's what the book is about, basically. And I think that like sometimes when I come up with an idea, like I feel like I'm like pulling it from a tree, you know, mm-hmm. like of something that was already there, like in the cloud of like quality, you know, like so when I know that I wrote something good, it's like that feels like quality, you know, <laughs> like and it feels right. like it was like almost like there before me, like I found it, you know. Yeah. And I think a lot of like visual artists have that like re- like that realization too like my my friend Dana um he's working on a sculpt he he's a sculptor you know he he's made he sculpts bronze and they're amazing yeah, and he's I, working on yeah. like a a stone sculpture and like Michelangelo said like it's like what's you you have to like find it you know yeah it's like you're pulling from quality which i think is really interesting and a lot of the times like you can't really define like how to reach quality but you you like know it when you see it type of thing yeah, quality, it seems to me, is judged by the collective, right? Yeah, and it's the more um, an important thing that I, like, read, was reading about, and I, like, realized, like, whoa, that's really crazy, is, like, quality is beyond subjectivity and objectivity. So it's not, like, just because I think something is quality, someone else will think it, you know? Yeah, but it's not right. like everyone can realize one thing is quality also. So it's, like... Yeah. This, like, really interesting, like... It's a really loose demographic. There's no way of telling what specific people are going to like this one specific thing and think that it's quality, right? It's yeah. It's to each to each their own uh, subjective experience, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, in a way. Yeah, yeah. so um. some, some 45-year-old woman who has had this certain experience might align perfectly uh, to enjoy the type of music that this one specific... Uh, non-binary 22-year-old mm-hmm. might enjoy. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's really cool to see who likes those and who likes that specific thing, what they think is quality about it, and why. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I'm able to – I have a really good instinct on, like, when my music is quality and when it's not. Yeah. Like, and no, it's, it's a lot pre- of it has to personal. do with showing other people, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's yeah. kind of, uh, I don't like that. That's why I say it's the collective. It. Yeah. yeah. It's like when I show other people and I, like, I can, like, tell the vibes aren't there, you know? Mm-hmm. That they're not, yeah. like, mm-hmm. really, like, into this per- certain part of the song. I'm like, it's, I'm, I'm like, that, that part's going in the trash. This song <laughs> is, like, this, that, that's no more. It's garbage. Like, <laughs> like, a lot, like s- and then some, s- it's interesting because, like, I'm able to recognize that when it's, like, there's actually a lack of interest. But I'm also able to recognize it when people like just like straight up don't like it, which there's a big yeah. difference, you know. Um, sometimes right. people just aren't into that kind of music. Yeah, and, and they're very sometimes genre like specific. if people don't like something, then I, that like fuels the fire even more. I'm like, mm. all right, ah. yeah. like, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've yeah. always erred yeah. on the side of like, if one person likes it, another person might also like it, mm-hmm. you know. But it, it's hard to find that balance between something that you, if you as an artist are really proud of something that you've done, then I feel like no matter what, you should yeah, release yeah. it. That's what yeah. I was about to say. You know, if you're really yeah, proud of, if I you're really, so. really proud of something uh, and That's none fair. of your friends get it, then the goal therein <laughs> lies with yeah. 
trying to reach the most amount of people as possible with your music to, yeah, to find like, those few that do yeah you know and to garner a fan base yeah i had um a friend a while ago who was kind of like criticizing the way that i went about it um and mm. he was like paul i feel like like one of the things you do is like whenever um whenever someone like doesn't like your music that you show them in the way that you intended it to be listened to, you're just like, well, fuck them. And I'm, I'm <laughs> like, he was like, like putting, it was kind of funny because he was like trying to like set it up as a problem. And I was like, nah, man, that's like dead ass. Like that's, yeah, yeah that's the way you have, <laughs> yeah. like how other way is there to go about it? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> like I, I don't know. You gotta be. You gotta yeah. be kind of cutthroat sometimes. Yeah, sometimes yeah. you just gotta be like, nah. Like fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> yeah. That's have, have you ever written a song that you feel is a parody song? Not a parody as in you took a song that's already written and went with it, but you had a vision in mind of a specific genre or an artist and you were like, I want to emulate what they're throwing down, <laughs> but do it in my own <laughs> specific way. Because yeah, I yeah. do that a lot and I'm curious if if you you know do the same. Yeah, sort of there's uh there's some elements of that. There's actually a I've been playing with this idea. It's funny you mentioned that because, like, there's a lot of, like, thematic um, concepts that I, I, I play with when writing. Um, yeah. I I love telling stories, um, but I also love telling, like, really, like, like obscure stories where I'm not, like, it's not, like, a narration of events. It's, like, something that's happening from someone's perspective. Sure. You know, like, or yeah. a theme that, like, you feel. Um, mm-hmm. So... Earlier in like May, June, when like we were having some like like some like really serious unrest, you know, <coughs> oh, um, yeah. like in the nation, you know, I w- there were a lot of thoughts going through my head, um, and there was like, I was thinking a lot about a lot of things, and like, you know, like everyone was, it was like everyone yeah, was inside, yeah. like people were kind of going nuts, you know, um, a lot of people had some really important things to talk about, you right. know, and unfortunately there's not a lot of like ways that those people can talk about the serious things and like some people don't even know how to talk about things you know like so that's where the dissonance lies yeah and i think that's like where the unrest is kind of rooted in it's just like not having no one's listening to someone you're something that you really care about something you're saying over and over again and you're just tired of it and you're unrest happens i don't know especially when that happens with like a huge group of people um and like i had a lot of thoughts about this I, i'm not going to get into the specifics um, yeah but i was like i was like someone inspired by it somewhat disturbed by it you know like mm-hmm. i don't really know what to think to be honest right. um and i wrote this song i had just got on a piano um that had like a really sweet organ on it yeah mm-hmm. And I, I like just immediately like like plugged it into my interface, got it recording, and like I didn't even like, I just like went for it. I just like recorded this like really passionate like th- theatrical organ song. Yeah, you know, right. and it wasn't it wasn't on a metronome. It was. Did I show it to you guys actually? I don't think you have. No. I will after this. Um, okay. I might even. You guys could even show it as a podcast a little sneak peek yes please Um, yeah um (laughs) but yeah it's called unrest and 
like it I built off of it, you know. I, I <laughs> first laid down the organ and I was just like playing what I felt. And I'm I'm like not the best piano or organ player, but like right then I was, you know, like I was <laughs> yeah. like like I was like really leaning into it. Um and I feel like I got a lot of my thoughts out um in this like theatrical like 1920s black and white like type of feeling you know where it's like like you're watching a horror movie that's in black and white um Mm. and like that's like the vibe like the vibe i was going for i like that um so beware of the blob it creeps (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yeah host cj has joined the game I really enjoyed the three releases that you've done in 2020. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, how, like, what was the process like recording those? Because they, they're all p- fairly different. Um, you're talking He Is, mm-hmm. Singing You Sounds. Yeah. And Golf Course. Or golf Course. Yeah. Yeah. There's April 8th, too. Mm-hmm. And Melt. Those are all, they're like 2019, 2020. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Are those going to be on an album? No. They no. were going to be, but... For my first album, I so I've got a bunch of songs that are like more stories. Um, yes. Yeah. So I want to compile those all into an album, and I'm really trying to ball out with those ones. Nice. Know, like is it a concept record or is it just a bunch of amalgamation loose. of stories? Yeah. Yeah, it's an amalgamation of stories. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Ooh, I like that word. <laughs> <laughs> amalgamation. Amalgamation. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. Big I word guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you make yourself seem way smarter. Is put yeah, big words as big the titles words. of like your album, or <laughs> like yeah. Captain Jazz, Alphabet, and Polythology. <laughs> God, <laughs> honestly, like songwriting has just taught me so many new words because I'll be like trying to figure out a word. I'm like, I heard this once. I read this once in yeah. a book, and yeah. I'll look it up. And sometimes my whim, like not my whim, my instinct. Mm-hmm. is right and i'm like oh that does mean that yeah, yeah. i love that cool. i don't know it's how you find like good it's good feeling i love um, a good vocabulary yeah i have a i have a, a notes uh thing on my phone where it's just i write down all the words that i should know <laughs> like i i learned the word cabalistic the other day mm. which means like cultish or you do something religiously Ooh. and the next day, I immediately found uh, a spot to use it in conversation. Isn't that wow. interesting? You oh, think yeah. you'd never yeah. have a have a sentence to use oh. it, right. and then you're using it every other sentence. Yeah. I, I found that I went to Montana a few years ago, and on the airplane ride there and back, I had read uh, a book by Terry Tempest Williams. And the whole time, every time I read a book, I always have a notebook and a pen in hand because, like, I don't know, it's nice to read and like be able to like write down things that really stick out to you, so yeah. you can like remember it. So I just have like notebooks full of quotes. But I would always write down words I didn't know, and then I'd Google it. And so, like, somewhere in a random storage bin in my bedroom, I have, like, a notebook and a book and then a bunch of napkins that have, like, a Spider-Man ad on them from <laughs> the airplane right there <laughs> with a bunch of weird words and definitions. And it's like... Oh, crap. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a phone ring every podcast. It wouldn't be <laughs> push, record, and run without... podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my phone's not on silent. Okay. We're right. just all throwing our phones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> throwing, throw the phone Anyways, across yeah. the room. Leave it weird alone. napkins with weird coffee rings and weird words. I love it. <laughs> oh, I, I find so I find my uh, when I'm writing a song, it comes to me in pieces. When I'm just like walking mm-hmm. down the street, a, yeah. a sentence comes into my head, goes straight to my Google Notes mm-hmm. or Apple Notes or whatever. What the fuck? And write it down. 
and then move on with my day. Yeah, I'm until, the same until way. Then, yeah, I was just about to ask, like, I'm how how do you write your way. songs? Um, one of the best ways I've come up with lyrics is like always write it down, no mm-hmm. matter what. Like, no matter what yeah. I'm doing. Yeah, I've like been working like odd jobs before where I'm with like like Tim Randy and Joe from construction or whatever. <laughs> and, like, Love those. And they're guys. like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and I'm like, hold up, I gotta. I gotta stop. <laughs> like I gotta yeah. write something down. <laughs> like, like yeah. you carry around a and notebook, you just write it. No, nah, I just write it on my phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I that's always why have everyone a notebook. hates me. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I was working at uh, a community center, like down the street from my apartment, not too long ago, uh, before COVID, and I was like my job was to like supervise kids and so i would carry a notebook with me and i didn't think too much of it i was like it's not a big deal you know i always carry a notebook with me but then one day i was sitting in the gym and i thought of a word and i wrote it down and as soon as my boss came in like i was writing when my boss came in which is a rare like what are the chances i rarely like think of something and need to write it down but i always carry a notebook and he saw me he's like what are you doing i was like writing down something i just thought of he's like we're doing our job not homework and i was like what? oh and i just shut oh my mouth and man. shut my notebook oh. but dude like i just want to be able to write shit what down a what a- i know right <laughs> i guess i kind of narked myself i should have just waited till my boss wasn't behind me but still like i think that, that these fresh, kids you know? playing yeah. basketball can handle me looking down for five seconds like yeah, exactly. what am i supposed to just sit there for 10 hours like yeah it's just ridiculous Oh, I, w- I was curious what kind of musical background you came from. What did you listen to when you were a kid? What first turned you <laughs> on to shit? <laughs> no, I'm, ser- I'm serious. I know it's such a broad I'm, question. I'm but laughing because I am about to give the most unexpected answer. Okay, all right, <laughs> all right, please. Let's go. That's the best kind. Um, I grew up listening. Are you ready? I'm please, ready. yeah. To Christian rock. Yeah. Country music. Yes. <laughs> and, like... Christian punk. What? <laughs> yeah, that's okay, a great right. genre to get into. Yeah. Okay, all right. Define Christian punk. What are some Christian punk acts you listen to? Switchfoot. Switchfoot. Switchfoot's actually still pretty good. Like, <laughs> like they like have been releasing some stuff. It's not like no diss like, on yeah. any Christian band. No, out yeah, there. No, I've, no, I've no seen diss. like well, a few Christian bands that have completely ripped it. Well, I guess no diss. My thing. I guess no diss on Christianity. Um, like some yeah. Christian bands are just fucking trash mm. like yeah. that's that's just the the fact of the matter <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know as any other like, you know any other yeah. genre yeah there was a dude oh. who came and spoke in one of my marketing classes and he was a christian rock artist uh and uh he spoke about jpms or jesus's per minute uh which oh. was like a required statistic to like to get on rock radio oh Are you, what serious? The hell? you had that's to have crazy. the amount of times that you say the word jesus I in a song think about that. so it can't which be which is nuts so you can't have something like pretty i guess like like symbolic just, yeah like metaphorical yeah. Yeah, or like your metaphorical. attachment to christian christianity yeah. or whatever I, I was like i don't know man i, I of course that seems insane because yeah, what if that there's a song insane. about like doubting your faith like i feel well, like that should still be a valid well yeah song. yeah okay so i think um so like yeah i i grew up in a christian household and stuff and listened to that music and as i grew older and learned more about like the customs and traditions and stuff i like realized that like christianity has like a really big appreciation at least in like the middle ages for yeah. art yeah you know like you go to rome fucking beautiful, beautiful you know oh just yeah absolutely beautiful but now it's just like like there's no appreciation in christianity at least modern like mm-hmm. 
like yeah. stadium Christianity yeah. for art. Like maybe like the really like book smart people in the Vatican like art. Yeah. But like but I don't know, like when you turn on Christian radio, that's not art, that's like money making. Yeah. yeah. You know? it, it, yeah. it makes Fill me sick. That's like the furthest thing from Christianity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, so from what their intended purpose was. Yeah. So like Switchfoot, what are some other bands, Christian bands um, that you'd recommend that <laughs> that, that, that <laughs> would fall outside of the money making? I listened bail. to Reliant K. Um, that was I've my heard favorite band when I was younger. They're, they're they're really good. Um, and then when I got older, I I started getting into like, obviously the Beatles, um, yeah. Pink Floyd, um, uh, Twenty One Pilots. I was really into. Yeah. Um, for a while. Then I got really into Avett Brothers. Oh, nice. yeah. Yeah. Avett Brothers is probably my favorite band Dude, that, of all the, time. The, really? the album with, yeah. the, like, the donkey on the cover? Oh, that is. True Sadness? Yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah that, yeah, that shit's tight. I've listened it's to that, great but that's, album. that's only yeah. been my introduction to Avett Brothers. You yeah. should listen to Four Thieves Gone. That's one Four of the earlier Gone. things. Really Sick. Um, yeah, then I started just going, diving into indie music. Then from there... What was your first uh, turning point into indie music? Oh, that's a good question. Mm. <laughs> um, oh what, did some did some friend be like, "Hey, you gotta listen to this"? Or like, hmm. Honestly, probably Twenty One Pilots. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was, like was pretty in. I was really into folk for a while, and then Twenty One mm-hmm. Pilots got me into the more indie scene. Because they yeah. did, they do have like yeah. a little bit, of, especially w- on the songs where the ukulele is present. You mm-hmm. know, uh, they they have some of that folky touch. You know? Yeah, and then it was just like I after I like explored indie enough. I just like branched out everywhere. Like yes. nowadays I listen to so much stuff. I listen to like Irish music. I listen to classic yeah. music. <laughs> I listen to Chinese like like sitar music. Hell yeah. Ugh. You know, like um that warms my heart, man. They're like um Portuguese music, absolutely beautiful. Italian mm. pop from the seventies, amazing. Nice. Awesome. Um there's a lot of really cool stuff out there. It seems like you've like just collected uh, a a diverse lexicon of strange genres from which to it's draw. What I've been trying to do. Yeah, yeah. It, it comes to to show at, uh, in some of your songs. You you try and approach things a little f- from a. It feels like multiple perspectives sometimes. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to go for. That's a it's a good uh, take. <laughs> I guess <laughs> accurate. I guess yeah. He showed um, us some songs he's working on. They're so good. Yeah, <laughs> oh, dude. thanks. Man. Yeah, they're fucking tight. And the and the fact that you can stand up and play them mm-hmm. with a guitar and mm-hmm. sing them, I mean, just Super off the cuff, impressive. it's pretty amazing. Yeah, thanks. there's not many artists who can do that. A lot of a lot of artists like sit down in the studio and they construct a song. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I still do that. You know, I I'll still construct songs that I can't yeah. play live. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I guess writing just on a guitar mainly is like my first love of writing yeah and it's what i'm best at as far as a songwriter yeah um i've actually written a few songs on guitar that i transferred to piano like note for note whoa Um, nice which is a lot of fun (laughs) yeah (laughs) and it helps me get better at piano right i bet yeah um having to learn chord shapes Mm. and shit yeah 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 and it makes it so that when i record in the studio i can like literally play the exact same notes oh, that's on great. piano mm. and yeah. guitar. Do you mm. write down all the chords with the lyrics? I used to. You used to. Mm. I just have it in my noggin now. Ah, yeah. yeah. And after my own heart. That's kind of yeah. what I, I, <laughs> I, I, I tried yeah. to write down 
my chord changes and all that. But well, it just gets cumbersome sometimes. Dude, voice memos. That's all really. That's all I really need. Cause mm-hmm. once I, uh, if I'm like playing something, I'll just be like, ah, I'm, it's like super sloppy, like throwing shit around type of creativity, and I yeah. have to like, I have to record it all. So if I'm writing something, I have to get it, or I'll forget the exact way I did it. You know, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll like record the way I want it, and then I'll explain what I'm doing to myself in the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my yeah. god, that's fantastic. Yeah, I, I kind of do the same thing. I got this uh, this cool little Tascam handheld digital recorder I showed you, Gage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I what I do is I, I take that and I put it in my car on the dashboard. And so when I'm driving around, I'll just start singing something. And then by the time that I get to my parents' house, half an hour later, I'll have, like, almost the whole song written. Oh, hell yeah. You know? And, and just in my head, though, and I'll, like, intermittently I'll be, like, explaining to myself, like, and so it's going to have a build up here, and then it's going to drop off, and there's just going to be the acoustic guitar here, and then the drums are going to, you know, it's like. Yeah, it's great, but that's so nerdy. No, it's so nerdy. <laughs> oh, that's, that's been my, uh, my, entire, my entire thing this whole time is just nerding out about whatever <laughs> random shit. So it definitely comes through in whatever I'm writing, so. But man, whatever yeah. makes yeah. a good song, you know, Absolutely. straight up. You just got to get your ideas down as true. soon as they Absolutely. come. I'll be falling asleep. This is so frequent. Falling asleep. I feel like I should I should look into this because um, I'm sure there's something there. Um, but like right when right before I start to slip into like unconsciousness, my <laughs> brain is just like I, I'll have like these incredible ideas. And I'm so tempted to just fall asleep. Yeah. So tempted. Because I'll be, I'll be, like, in the moment, I'm like, I'll remember that tomorrow. That's such a too good of an idea. No, you fucking remember. won't. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, like, and I've realized that. I've made too many mistakes of not doing that. So mm-hmm. I'll just, like, like, it's, like, a talent that I've acquired. That's, like, my little own, like, personal talent. Yeah. <laughs> <You know, like, laughs> and I'll just, like, shoot up, you know? I know. And, uh, like, grab my phone and record it. Like, just with my voice, like, dead asleep. Yeah. Well, the coolest thing about, like, like the the sort of process of falling asleep is uh, I'll find that like I almost start dreaming within my own imagination mm-hmm. while I'm falling asleep. So like I start thinking about these really strange imaginative things before I I pass out. Like oh okay, so what if I was flying and then the thing I'm flying on turns into a dragon and then that dragon's a stingray and then it stings me and then I'm you know I'm just like hanging out. I don't know, man. Let's just, <laughs> yeah. It's it's kind of cool, but yeah, like I'll I'll come up with some random piece of. I don't know, just a, a motif in my head, uh-huh. and I'll and I'll have to grab my phone and and record it. So, dude, I totally resonate with that. Yeah, man, I f- I feel like sometimes songwriting, like it's almost like, it's like based on dreams. Like even when I'm like awake and writing a song, yeah, it's like, I feel like a similar feeling as when I'm dreaming. Yeah, you know, when I'm writing, it's like I'm like so like, in like the zone. engulfed in my own imagination, and like I'm like just like. Like twist, going twist, like twist, twist. I'm, my brain is just like firing like I don't on know all my, like I'm just yeah firing on all cylinders and it's just insane it feels just like I'm dreaming and yeah that's so cool and it's interesting because like when I start to dream that's when I come up with good ideas I've actually mm. woken up this is crazy I have a song that I was so I was having a dream and. It was like this, like perfect, like utopian apartment complex, you know. <laughs> and it was beautiful, you know, yeah. like warm weather. I walked in, and there were all these like snacks available, nice. and like all my friends were there, like from like 
the entire like span of my life you know like and like it wasn't like it was like weird catching up with them it was like yeah you know like and like it was like this like perfect situation and this lady comes in towards the end of it and it was like things kept like shifting around she took a cookie a cookie would appear like like, crazy <laughs> like that. you know it was awesome yes. like it was like neverland or something in another right. way, you know and uh at the end of it this lady walks into the kitchen and i got the feeling that she was like the boss you know yeah because that, that's what happens in dreams is you get a feeling it's not overtly yeah, that, present that's mm-hmm. actually your subconscious which is really interesting really interesting. yeah been reading some freud yeah, catching up on your dream analysis uh, I don't, i'm not a big fan of freud oh okay uh, fair, but fair. like <laughs> but freud freud did like set the stage but yeah. i think someone else could have done it without throwing in a bunch of bullshit yeah like yeah. he did um so i think his like subconscious shit is like like really good yeah but like like so much other so much of the other stuff he wrote and said was just like ridiculous I, in my opinion yeah but that's it's like listening other. to transcendental hippies yeah. kind of you yeah know? yeah but there's like there's value in a lot of things yeah. he said including the subconscious a lot of it was based in sociology yeah yeah um, which is which is cool but yeah um but anyway this lady in the dream was like Someone was like, oh, Mara's here. And in my dream, I like the character I was playing myself in that dream was like, here we are. M- here we are with Mar at Santa Pore. And Ooh. I woke the fuck up. Like, <laughs> and I wrote it down. And I wrote an entire song about my dream. Dude, like, that's sick. And it, it was it was so cool. Like just like starting a song in a dream. Yeah. Like and, and it wasn't like I said that just like an ad lib in the dream i said that in the dream to start writing a song right like yeah some of the best art has come from dream-based shit over the years you know like lewis carroll wrote the entirety of alice in wonderland based on a dream that he had Mm -hmm. you know which is fucking awesome because it's just pure imagination it's your Mm -hmm. subconscious running wild and then to collect that and, and analyze it and then throw it Onto paper or into music, it's like, damn. You guys are freaking me out. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because I called my mom today and was like, "Mom, I'm freaking out." And I, I no, I'm serious. I called my mom literally like, like noon. I'm like tearing up. I like called my mom at noon. I was like, "I'm freaking out. I've been having fucking weird, weird dreams for the past like week, and I don't have a memory or a recollection of my dreams ever, ever. Mm, really? But throughout the day i'll just be doing my shit and i'll have a flashback like a, a literal like i can see it and that never happens to me like even as somebody that struggles with like i, I have ptsd and i don't have like visual flashbacks and i didn't think those were real i genuinely didn't i thought it was in like movies but like i can fucking see it like i just know it and like i've been having yeah. weird ass like I, i'll check the fridge and there'll be something that i, I did not ever Whoa. buy and then I'll look in the fridge when I wake up and it's not there. And I'm like, wait, there was something in here in my dream. Oof. Or wow. as I was telling wow. my mom, I've been having recollections of dreams that I had as a child. And I think it's really weird that people can remember dreams vividly from when they were like six years old. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. Oh Only the God. important ones, like the ones that really freaked me out. I can remember I, the ones yeah. that like just extremely bizarre yeah or, uh, i'm getting chills thinking about some of the dreams I me have. too same like man years me too. Old. I, yeah 
Trauma, know, almost traumatizing it is, shit. Because they're supposed to mean something, but yeah. what do they mean? You know, you never know. Because yeah. I had this one. Have you ever had a dream in black and white? No. It's no. a lot more creepy than, than a regular <laughs> dream. I'm fucking sure, man. I think I've had a dream in sepia tone, though. <laughs> 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 it's even a weirder. Like <laughs> but I had a dream where I was just in the back. I, I was super young. I had a, a dream where I was sitting in the back seat of my mom's car, and I'm just sitting there. And th- she looks back at me. She's like, stay here. We'll be right back. She just gets out. But she doesn't just get out. She just disappears. And then she's Whoa. standing in front of the car with my stepdad just staring at me in the windshield. And they're just like... They're just staring at me with their arms Ooh, crossed. And I'm weird. like, where are they going? Like, why are they like just staring at me? And then the car so starts weird. rolling down a hill backwards. <gasps> and they do not move a muscle. No. They just watch me roll down this hill. That's Fun some. Guy. That seems like some easy to analyze shit, though. But it doesn't. But it doesn't. Like, no, you don't. You don't know what it is. But I, I mean, like, there are actual characters from your life. Yeah. And and some and some relatively concrete symbolism. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. But uh, it, but it tweaks me out. No, I, like, I had a dream. Oh. I had a dream when I was younger that my parents got crushed in a car crusher. Oh my god! Uh, but the worst, oh. the worst part about it was there was a narrator who was narrating <laughs> my entire <laughs> there, my entire dream. He, he stared in <laughs> awe. Yeah. No, it's terrible. It was terrible. I was. I was like, why is Morgan Freeman in my dream? And, <laughs> and why am I? Why, why is this Watching. terrible? Why does why does somebody have to be talking so apathetically yeah. about this terrible dream that I'm having? That is awful. And that's why I remember it so vividly. Damn. I've had some really cool dreams lately, but I've had I had one horrible, horrible dream recently. Well, look. Mm. You want to hear the cool one or the horrible one? I want to hear the horrible one. I'm you sorry. Hear the horrible <laughs> one. I got to tell you the cool one after. Cool. Okay, okay, like that's kind of like be the comedy show yeah. after the horrible yeah. one. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> um, so the horrible one, I mean, it might not seem so bad like when I describe it, but like it if was it's horrible for you. It's probably horrible for somebody else. Yeah. So I have a really good friend from college. I'm not even gonna say his name. Yeah. He he might listen to this podcast if I share it. <laughs> um. So. Heads up to anyone listening from college. This could be about you. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> you um, know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> I I feel like I, I should check up on this person because it freaks me out. Um, but I had this dream. I was climbing this tree, like, with him, you know, mm-hmm. and another friend from college. Mm-hmm. But I was climbing this tree, and me and my other friend were just, like, chilling, like, like, we found our spots, you know, up in the tree, and we're, like, just talking, hanging out, you know. Like, maybe we would, like, go a little higher in the tree if we wanted to, maybe not, you know. Yeah. Like, it was just a chill tree climbing, like. Right, you know, yeah. like, we, we've already been bumped and bruised by climbing up the tree, like. Pretty innocent and dream just, like, leaning against, like, a, like one of the, the stumps, or not stumps, one of the bigger, like, mm-hmm. parts of the tree. Mm-hmm. And it, it was chill. My, my friend, who the dream is, like, mainly about. Like, like, he started, like, inching out on this branch that, like, shot out, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, like, kind of, like, drooped down and came back up. He started, like, like he, like, wrapped his body around it, like, his legs and his arms. So, like, inching, like inching, and, like, jumping, like, like, like down towards, like, and it started, like. Was he on the bottom side or the top side? He started on the top. Mm-hmm. But then, like, it was crazy. He, like, it, it like, moved a mm. little bit, and, like, he, like, lost his, his like, hold, and he, like, slipped, and then he was at the bottom, mm. right? <laughs> and as soon as he shifted to the bottom, 
it wasn't like a six to ten foot like drop to the ground. It was like like twenty stories. Oh god. Yeah, just like woo fuck. As soon as he like as soon as he like and like and then he looked and then and then at after that, he started just, like, hanging on it with his hands. Oh, God. Just, like, swinging back and forth. The next thing I know, like, he had had a parachute. And he's like, <laughs> all right, guys, I'm going to do it. <laughs> like, you ready? <laughs> oh, and no. I saw that there was this, uh, no, he didn't have a parachute, I don't think. Anyway, <laughs> like, he just fucking jumps off the branch. <sighs> and I saw, I, I'm, like, watching him fall. And he's like aiming for that swimming pool and there was an above ground swimming pool like that he was headed towards no, no, no. and i was like whoa how did he know that i was down there and then like he keeps going and he's like doing the skydiving like <laughs> thing like belly flop <laughs> pose you know yeah and he splats on the ground like organs oh. go everywhere he like, didn't ten, wake up before he splatted feet, no oh fuck. i saw it all and 10 feet away from the swimming pool fuck. Fucked up. and i was like what the Error. Connection to server lost. Regaining connection. Loading. So, I've got a bombshell to drop. I am in the military. Really? Yes. I didn't. I don't know if you guys knew that. I no. did not. Uh, I am. It's not. It's like. So I'm in the Air National Guard. Nice. Um, and like, I was informed that TikTok is not something you should be on because, like, it is confirmed that China is fucking with our shit. Mm-hmm. Like, due to TikTok. That's why they they rejected that's Microsoft's offer yesterday. Yeah, they don't want people. That's like the big reason why I'm like that's not why it's into TikTok. Banned. And also, like, like I am happy for the system. That is great. Um, to because, like, I think, like, in general, like, good things can, like, come out of anything. Oh, you yeah. Know? Um, There's good communities everywhere. Of course, yeah. There's also bad. But, it's just know. interesting, yeah. like, who gets... Who is controlling. Yeah. But I think, like, with, like, the power of Silicon Valley and mm-hmm. stuff, um, mm-hmm. and the intense intelligence and potential of, like, the U.S. market... Mm-hmm. For the social media and coding environment, uh-huh. I think there's like so much more room to create platforms similar to TikTok, yeah, which don't use data in a destructive way. Mm-hmm. But um, how about Vine? <laughs> yeah, Vine. Like, should, so honestly, like, that was Vine, the shit, Vine, man. Like Vine's gonna if there there's like a vacuum of of like of power of power, I guess. Like, yeah, not power of like necessity. I think that yeah. Vine and TikTok's going to go away. Like, I think it's inevitable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think TikTok's Just a phase. Yeah. Now. Yeah, honestly, like, I'm surprised Facebook is still around. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Ex- well. They've been getting in. They've been just, like, doing well, Mark Zuckerberg over and is just cutthroat, and he's, like, I mean, not you, a human being. Did you guys no. see what <laughs> like, they did to musicians' Facebook pages this following yeah. week? Or this past week? They, like, sent out a mass alert that, like, they're going to shut down your fucking page if you're a musician and like, you're live streaming music. You're live stream. Yeah. Are you what? serious? Like, musicians yeah. can't live stream music what? anymore. Like, they'll Why? shut your page down. I Why? don't know. 
I don't know. It's like, I don't up. know if it's because there's, it, like, multiple people during the live stream and because of COVID or... They Yikes. said it's because they want to make an environment for family and friends to communicate through live, not promote shit. Even though <laughs> they sell ads all over Facebook, I get literally the shittiest ads. They advertise fucking crack pipes f- through Wish. Uh, on I've literally Facebook. gotten still dildo ads through Wish. Literally, yeah, I've gotten unwanted off. like and strap-on leather shit on, yeah. on Wish. Yeah. Like, I'm, I've gotten shit on a Wish, like, advertised to me that I have Wish no idea what so the fuck sketchy. it is. Yeah, Wish is yeah. sketchy as fuck. There's, it's weird. You can buy, like, edible, edible, like, THC edible wrappers for candy and then just put whatever the fuck you want in it. Whoa. Like, yeah. it, Whoa. it's, like, advertised. Like, uh, THC nerd rope packages mm-hmm. get uh-huh. 150 I think for, like, Mark Zuckerberg Jesus. might be the most evil person who's ever existed. He's not Hot a human. <laughs> All right, I, I gotta take a whiz, so you want you, I you am want to take a break? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm cool. on the same page. All right, solid. <sighs> After this, we're we're probably getting close to time. Yeah, we're getting so close to time. I'll I'll, I'll wrap can, it up. Uh, I, I want the bathroom in my in my uh, I wanted to ask some questions about some live performances in normal. Ooh. Yeah. I'm excited. About I that. only saw <laughs> you one you live once. Don't do that. You Before saw I asked you. Oh man. In Mark's basement. Oh, okay. Never mind. It was a good show. I thought you were going to say the Everett house. Oh, no, I didn't that? say that. You guys know Everett? Uh, yeah, we love did, Everett. Did you guys know, know Everett? Yeah, we met there. Oh, yes. Oh, I thought you were talking about Everest, my no, bad. No, Everett. Yes. Yeah, 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 he was Everett. in my first band. I, I didn't know him that well, but I'm, I'm, I was I'm really sure sad. Oh, yeah, we missed that show. I'm, I'm like, I feel so fucking bad, dude. Like, he was like, like I remember like I did a live stream during COVID and he was like messaging me. He's like, hey man, like you're. He like made sure that I was doing a live stream and like, I don't know. Like that I, was I felt horrible. Yeah, like I, I don't know. Like so sad. I uh, obviously like no one knows what they could have done. Nobody could have done anything. He was not playing with his live or ever having audio for live performance. Everybody's a little bit more drunk. Like people. <laughs> Him one time, it was it was 
very nice. You know, looking back it was like he was so fucking talented. [noise] But he was like a good soul, like that was like Yeah, so he it's sad that he can't be with us all the time. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. All right, sorry. I put it I put it on the back burner. Just discuss it with us before. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, I'm gonna I wasn't gonna get into it right now. Dude, what the heck? Uh, yeah, around the right kind of people. Oh my god. Dude, get out of here. [laughs] Yo, pretty good so far. Speaking of [noise] Yeah. The time I was learning how to draw painted village I was working on this whiteboard and I fell off my board [laughs] halfway down the bowl and I fell off and like skinned every fucking square inch of skin off my knee caps. [noise] Oh, why? And I was just sitting at the bottom of this bowl with my skateboard like on its back and I was just like staring at my bloodied skinned knee caps and these two boys like run down the bowl and one of them goes, "Oh my god, are you okay?" And the other one goes, "I don't really like your board." Oh. Like I was like four Oh, fuck you. [noise] I was probably I was probably like six or seven and this like eighteen or twenty year old kid was just like, "I don't really like your board." This is the weirdest thing. Yeah. So this little kid that was like sitting there crying at the bottom of the b- I was like, "What the fuck?" [laughs] I was like, "Who the fuck are you thinking you are?" [laughs] I know. I love that photo. [laughs] Yeah. How many are there? I don't know, like a hundred? Like maybe. I'm bleeding out. [noise] The Denver skate park is amazing. It's so cool. What's it called? The Denver Skate Park. [laughs] [laughs] That's actually badass. [noise] Yeah. It's like right in the middle of Denver. Yeah. Super fucking sweet. [noise] Can I have my phone please? Dude, so [noise] Or the, that person. Oh, they're right there. Oh, fuck. So [noise] Right there. We're right we Oh, they're probably here. Sorry. No, I'm pretty sure they're here. Ah, damn it. Okay, we good? And I just need this app, right? Yeah. I'm hoping this works. Oh, it's stuck on Wi-Fi. So we're we're s- we're missing a whole bunch of data. Here, I'll show it to you in one sec. Can you hold the cutting board? Okay. What cutting board? The wooden one. Dude, guys! Usain Bolt lost today. In fact, he didn't even finish the race. We can't put the salmon on there until the garlic is done. Oh yeah yeah. K. I'm not okay, we have to stand back though. Cuz we can't have the salmon flipped. K. Garlic is flipping, guys. Come on. Flip it. Now. Dude, Ian didn't finish his race. [laughs] He cramped up. [laughs] In his very last official race. [laughs] The tomatoes are gone. Re- You [inaudible 0:32:39.34] last tomato and [noise] [laughs] throw it in there? Here, you can use this. I like this thing. [laughs] Huh? Oh. Cuz there's a nine thirty and eleven thirty on there. Okay, so we're gonna do this. Oh, you mean this one? Yeah, just this one. This one, too? You can close it. It'll automatically log out. No, it's not working. [inaudible 0:33:43.06] What is this? Is this the garbage? Mhm. It doesn't automatically log out. Look at that. It's still going. Yes. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. This thing's actually not that bad. You put sausage in it. Hold on. Yeah, it's right in that big drawer. Just gonna throw that in the garbage. Whoopsies. Oh shit. Susie the [noise] Susie, the bigger forks were in the back corner. Just stack 'em up. Yeah, just stack Sorry. [laughs] Yeah, yeah. [inaudible 0:33:50.97] I messed up. Oh, I already washed the, I already washed the wood wooden board. Oh, here. Oh. Do you wanna put it in where like the meat thing is? Yeah, I'm gonna toss this away. [inaudible 0:34:06.93] Hmm? Yeah. I can't even get through here to the garbage. Go around. I'll go around there. One sec. I'll go around. Hmm? Should I bring out the dessert? Yep. Why don't you sit? I've just felt Ever since you got sick, Kenny, I've been like so like [laughs] so much more careful with meat. [laughs] I'm like, "Oh my god, [laughs] like raw meat." [laughs] [noise] That was bad. That was a bad six days. Oh. You must've like yeah, like still have the like raw juice on your hands or something to have it be that bad. Help. And we went to the PNE. Yeah. I washed my hands. I guess just not well enough. Hmm. [noise] And he was like starting to like give me a custom to do. Like put the to trout fishing. Yeah, yeah. Um and I was four years old. I was like [noise] 
Um, <laughs> so w- we go into the mountains, and I'm stoked, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we get closer, he's like, "Hey, Paul, we're really close. Like, yeah, wake up or whatever, drink your milk. I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> hey, kid, time to like, eat a vegetable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I look at him at like when we're getting close. I'm like, "Hey, Dad, do you?" Okay, I gotta preface this. My favorite color was yellow at the time, but I said it. It has changed. As Lello. I used to say Lello. Lello, yeah. So I said, Dad, can I catch a Lello trout? You know? Mm. Um, and my dad was like, Cam, you can't, I can't ride in the same way. I don't think you catch a, a, a yellow trout. Like, she's like, you know, I'm sorry, Paul, but I don't, I don't think there are any yellow trout. But we'll catch a, a, go- a big trout for you. Okay. Oh man, you know, sad Paul. This and you just like roll out of the car. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So we get to the place, and it's this big fish hatchery in the mountains of Colorado. And we go to the front desk, right? Mm -hmm. And the lady was helping us, and she was really nice. She's telling us all about this, like this fish hatchery. And there's also, like, streams to fish in. My dad was asking about it. He's like, so where can we fish? Like, what what kind of, like, hatcheries do you have? And just out of curiosity, she's like, well, we've got um, a hatchery of rainbows. We've got some cutthroat trouts, even. Sorry. Um, (laughs) We've got some brown trouts. And actually, it's really cool. We... We've been working with some biologists from Canada who have been like studying a rare breed of golden rainbow trout. Oh my god. Wow. Dude, rainbow trout or golden appara- golden rainbow trout. Or or yeah, no, golden trout. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. Apparently golden trout are ten times smarter than the average trout. Oh, absolutely. That yeah. makes so much sense because it's like the hot commodity of the thing you want to catch is so I'll, I'll keep going with the story until I explain this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was like, golden. We were both like golden rainbow trout. And she was like, yeah, they're bright yellow. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and my dad like obviously told me the story when I was older. Mm-hmm. And he was like, and that's when I knew that like I didn't know shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> wow. And, uh, so yeah, that's like. Uh, it's it's a really interesting anecdote, so is you know, that just for anybody. I like, love that. Like, I love the sentiment that can come behind such a simple object that would have not that sentiment to someone else until yeah, they hear that. Like, it's yeah. just like, like this, like the the thought, like I don't know shit. Yeah, <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> that's beautiful. Like it's it's just like it, it almost like like it makes me like like senti- so sentimental yeah. about that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, that's beautiful. Um, and it has to do with me, like, my my position in that, too, because it's, like, it's, like, first, like, coming from my dad's perspective, like, I don't know shit. Like, mm-hmm. like I adapt that perspective, obviously. Um, like, the whole, like, Socrates thing, like, like yeah. I know nothing for I'm the smart, the wisest man. Yeah. But then it, it like, comes to me as a four-year-old, you know, it's, <laughs> like, wow, like, sometimes, like, some, some things you can suppose... Like, 
or like ask like it's mm-hmm. like just ask there's no harm in asking you know yeah. it's just like just like just go for it mm-hmm. yeah you know just try i you wish know, i'd like it's beautiful yeah. i wish i'd ask more questions as Me a child. Too. Um, um and the, the the duality between the two of those mm. is so beautiful and i think that's a life spell I love um, I had the privilege of seeing you live one <laughs> time before everything went to shit. And <laughs> it was in Mark Champion's basement. <laughs> that was uh, such a good time. That was a great time, man. I got there and you dunked your head into the sink <laughs> and got your hair completely drenched. Put on swimming goggles. <laughs> and you, you had swim trunks on, flip yes. flops, and a beach <laughs> shirt. The rest of the band also had beach shirts. And yeah, it's beach game. Beach what, game. Yeah. what time of year was that? It <laughs> was the winter. Yeah, it was December. It was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta uh, throw it. That was so fun. Love do you that. do have you is it always the beach theme i I know i've seen your npr no. uh <laughs> tiny desk uh show <laughs> cj cj found that and showed it to me uh <laughs> where you guys are just like that's cavemen. how we found you, you were dressed like yeah, a caveman at least I was caveman and the other guys were like nature explorers yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're in a greenhouse yeah. yeah um yeah so we always try to do different themes we always try to make it fun for people watching and listening that's you know cool. it's, it's like there's a like a lot of musicians like look really cool, you know. <laughs> yeah. And, like they 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 have the coolest style. Like mm-hmm. I'll give it to them. They they look awesome when they play live. Like they'll have like this dope thrifted shirt or like yeah. a cool sweater, you know. Everybody Sweet dresses shirt. to the nines when they're playing. Yeah, shows. of course. Um, I I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, I I've played shows like that and it's fun. You know, like looking good for something you care about. Yeah. Um, but I realized um, along the way that sometimes it's like more fun to like create an environment where everyone can be mystic, mystified. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and like step into a different universe. So I really got into this idea of themes. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, just where like. Just simple shit, you know? Yeah. It's like you dress up like his dad's for a show. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like we played a show at the Storm Cellar where we all dressed as like dads. We we all wore like dad like new balances and like nice. jean shorts and like just funny <laughs> shit, you know. Tuck your um, polo shirts in. Yeah, yeah. We we did the beach theme, we've done a Christmas theme, you know. Um yeah. like Halloween costume I'm sure for the upcoming show we've got yeah. going on at um at the laundry room. Hell That's yeah. That's going to be yes. fun. Halloween costume. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, just like things like like music is its first art, <laughs> you know, but it's also like, in my opinion, for my goals are, I, I guess everyone has different goals, but my goals is to make life better for people. You know, like in any way I can, like, like, especially in the moment, you know, like, and, like, outside of the moment, too. Like, I want people to chew on my lyrics, think about what I say, and, like, 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 like grow Digest from it, it. Wh- whether they agree with it or disagree with it. Like, that's, like, either way. Like, like I make hot takes in my music so that people will analyze their own, their own thoughts and be able to solidify. That is so like, cool. How, like, how they think. 
and it's a good thing to want with your lyrics and your lyrics fit it well you've got some some vocabulary and some like (laughs) depth to your shit that there was some songs that he has shown us that he has been working on (laughs) unreleased we are very privileged and And you guys will be helping releasing it no yeah yes (laughs) can't wait Uh, Yeah, Yeah. you've got a lot of lyrics that are digestible. So, (coughs) and music is so subjective. It is so subjective. But I think that you gotta be careful with with that. Yeah, you're right. But with the message that I feel that most people I know, including yourself, put across, I feel like it's you can you can try to digest it, but there's only so much you can argue with. You know? Yeah, it's like the goal. The goal is growth. Yeah, and the goal is growth and digestion and growth. Like I'm not trying to make people just feel good. You know, I'm trying to people like help people grow yeah you know and the ways yeah. that they want to grow and like the ways that they should grow like wh- whatever that means mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so yeah that's it i guess um i kind of lost my train of thought <laughs> <laughs> well uh, uh, along those lines um i loved your lyric uh in i can't remember what song it was but it went um i'm not so good at words without a melody oh yeah that it was the first line line in the song, and it and it hit me really hard because I was like, "Thank you." I mean, you know, I I write a lot of music, um, and and it, it it seems when it when it comes down to it, I I feel uncomfortable saying the things that uh, I would normally say without some sort of soundtrack behind it, mm-hmm. you know, or, or or some sort of uh, inspiration to to let me let loose mm-hmm. that that thought that i have um yeah so i mean it hit me in that way and a lot of your lyrics do the same um so i i I guess i was curious about your lyric process um like where do you do you do you start with the the um the melody first or do you just generally it's hit or miss it's hit or Um, miss i'm not so sure with where i'm not so good with the words without a melody yeah it just came with the chords man it all yeah it all was it all like manifested itself at the same time mm-hmm. um, yeah Space and <laughs> yeah like sometimes like i'll write notes down in my phone like you were saying gage and i'll bring them back later mm-hmm. but i find i find that like most of the time um the best lyrics i i write are just in the moment mm-hmm. um yeah yeah, and like I try to write down the most meaningful things I think of in my notes, and sometimes mm-hmm. those are really good lines. Um, but those are always good for like one-off lines. Yeah, those. What I I guess what I've figured out is that like, like the things I write down in my f- in my notes are better for for things I record in Logic, and I'm trying to bob out to, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, and things I'm just vibing with, you know, like yeah. songs that I'm trying to make people jam out to, like the catchier type songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even I guess it's it's even hit or miss with that because like I've written like catchy songs that people jam out to, like just mm-hmm. like one and done in the moment. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I guess it's like it's all hit or miss. Um. <laughs> I I have to revise. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. Our our single turning face. Uh, I uh. Danny and CJ were sitting there. We were all hanging out, and they were doing homework. And I'm not in school, so I didn't have anything to work on. So I was just like, I'm going to write a song. Because I think Danny and Ryan had made some chord progression. So I just sat in the other room, and I wrote it straight through. 
and I was like, hey, I have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, like, the be- the best things just come w- if you just keep that stream of consciousness going yeah. and try mm. and focus. Of course. It's all, like, pulling pieces, the you know? Absolutely, yeah. man. Um, <sighs> man, I, I, uh... I think some of the hardest parts of life give you the give you the best songs. Absolutely. I'm I'm caught at a point in my life where I'm just now starting to write music. You know, I've spent mm-hmm. however many years of my life writing down my feelings and my thoughts and my pro my thought processes and like I have a lot of good stuff, but yeah. I cannot make it into lyrics. So I'm kind of I listened to Sorry to cut you off. No. That was a big bump. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I listened to the distress on Spotify, and I put on one of my playlists. I really, really like it. Thank you very much. Um, I, I, I don't remember exactly which one it is. I'm not good at remembering stuff like that. But That's <laughs> Turning Face. Turning, Turning Face. Turning Face, that's right, yeah. Um, yeah, I really like that. That was a good one. Good, yeah. jo- good job, Gage. Thanks. Yeah, Gage. Thanks. Hopefully one day. I I like that. Like I like that you can write something down and it's a thought. Like I like that it can be one and done, but I also like the stuff that doesn't go get done, you know? Like yeah, it's just stuck. Yeah. I have oh a I have a yeah. writing piece that's 6 years in the process now that yeah. I just can't, you know, I want to let go of it and I want to get it done and out there, but it's not done and out there. The story's not done. The course, the thought yeah. process isn't done. I, I have resolve I need. Exactly. Like I, like <laughs> it's hard to get that resolve and be ready to be like, okay, you know, yeah. Yeah. some stuff you're like, perfect, run, du- run, written and done <laughs> and yeah. out there. But so other other stuff, it's like you have to wait how can for all I the pieces to come. Yeah, to you. this is not resolving. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> there was a song. There, there's been a few songs that have been like story songs. Mm-hmm. Um, one. Of Actually, ironically, they were both story songs. That was some of my best work, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I guess, like, I think other people, like, everyone has their different opinions. It's all subjective. It's how you connect it's, to it, it. It's not all subjective, in my opinion. What, what do you mean by that? I, I, I'm curious. That is a Me big too. conversation. Uh, but <laughs> basically, you need to read the book Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance to get what I'm saying completely because I cannot <laughs> explain it thoroughly. Mm-hmm. But basically, um, the concept of quality, um, like, like it's like if you start thinking about, like, what is quality, um, you get into some really rocky terrain in your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and just in general, not in your own mind, but, like, in the, in the linear progression of humanity and history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's like what is quality cuz i think quality maybe like like even with my own music it's like what i think my best song is you might not think my best song is mm-hmm. you know yeah. but i mm-hmm. recognize it when i write something quality and you recognize it when you recognize something quality that i wrote mm-hmm. and something that you wrote mm-hmm. so it's like i guess like um the point of the book that i'm alluding to that like quality is beyond subjectivity and objectivity. Hmm. So like just because everyone can't agree on what's like like inherently quality doesn't mean it's 
not there. Quality, yeah. you know, and just yeah. because someone like subjective, like pe- different people subjectively like have different opinions on what's quality doesn't mean they're not right. Yeah. Because of someone else's like opinion, so it's like hit or miss. Like I think there is objectivity, um, and absolutism, but that's even above quality. And <laughs> like, I, it's crazy yeah. to think about. And I think quality is beyond subjectivity and objectivity. I I think absolutism is way beyond objectivity. So it's like that's like a little bit of a philosophical yeah like mind fuck. That's the kind of shit I'm about though. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um I've been reading this book, I'm not quite done with it. Um but it's been got it, it's got me thinking a lot about a lot of things. So like and I've always had a problem with with like the whole like subjectivity because if you claim like subjectivity for everything, then like the world is just in complete chaos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and I have a problem with that. Yeah. You know, like, cause like right. you, there are clearly things that are not quality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I think like that I think that comes back to sociology though. You know, in the way that humans' brains work. Yeah. Um, because like there are, uh consistencies amongst humans mm-hmm. in, in the way that they think and uh and the collective knows what's quality yeah. you know yeah. what i mean so like people really like mac demarco a lot of people don't like mac demarco mm-hmm. but a lot of people do and the ones who listen to that kind of music do like him and uh it's or it's or you know it it makes him popular because the collective knows exactly what they want. Yeah. So yeah. I think it comes s- partially down to the individual about like exposure or a lack thereof. Yeah. Like, have you seen this before? Do you get what it's about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. And it also like has to do with perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like someone who understands like the value in Mac DeMarco's songwriting. Yeah. And the content he's creating and how hard he works. He, yeah. he has worked in his life to get to where he's at. They see the quality in what he's doing, but someone, I, I think, like, I've been to to a Mac DeMarco show, and my girlfriend's been to a Mac DeMarco show, both different shows, hmm. and both of us is, have seen um the audience that has been there, and I guess the audience has not been been like the best representation of like the quality of his music, yeah, um, which is unfortunate because he's That's like bad. he's. I don't want to be like, oh, mainstream sucks. Like, right. There's sure. some cool mainstream things, whatever. Yeah. Um, but like, I think the mainstream, like, audience of Mac DeMarco and a lot of indie musicians are very pretentious. Um, sure. yeah. Okay, yeah. You know, um, that that's not, that's I'm not trying to like um, downplay his popularity by saying that, but I think a lot of people who get on the bandwagon of Mac DeMarco are trying to like, like almost like fill their own identity mm. yeah you know? no, I it's true. yeah exactly it's like oh, okay like, like, like how do i be indie listen to mac demarco <laughs> like, yeah yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. buy a vinyl like, <laughs> and it's like imitation like and i think that's the root of it like imitation is not quality mm-hmm. so like just because someone wants to be indie and they listen to mac demarco like mm-hmm. doesn't mean that their definition of their definition of what they want to listen to is quality. 
They're yeah. just lying. Like, well, no, like, I, I think a lot. Know, there's like, a lot of superficiality in uh, people's identity right now. Um, yeah, which and it's is sad, and, and that could also be a product of a lot of different things. Right? Yeah. yeah, like even just like perfect example is like Forever Twenty One with the Metallica T-shirts. Yeah, like the right. the, the black tank top with the glitter Metallica logo. It's like, yeah, what the fuck. But on the other hand, it's like that's why I think like absolutism is so about quality because like even that example, like you're right in saying that it's like probably not good to like cater to like give in to like cliche things even if you don't like them but what if some like cliche leaning person like gets that metallica t-shirt is like i wonder what this band is like or like someone <laughs> says like yeah. do you even know metallica and they're eventually like shown metallica and they eventually succumb to like the value of Metallica. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it yeah. could be good. The like, aesthetic I think of something will draw somebody in so much. Exactly. I think they'll be like, oh, now I'm Yeah, invested. I think, I think good, like, usually, like, has a stronghold over the negative. Yeah. I don't know. You know? We got, we got somebody walking <laughs> in the door if you can hear that. <laughs> I, uh, again, the roommate debacle. I notice sometimes, like, certain crowds, you know, they come to see one particular band mm-hmm. and then when the other bands are playing mm. if it's not something they're into this is they show so it sad. they are not into it i have a They'll perfect example leave or like just n- show that they're they're mis- yeah. they're malcontent with like whatever's going on and it shows the yeah. difference in like people's perspective obviously i went to a highly suspect show in 2016 and they're a pretty like alternative rock band you know but i was one of the very few females there for some reason mm-hmm. and they were all mainly older males and like most of them were really drunk and like they were just waiting so. for highly suspect to start and the opener was a band called and the kids and they're all female and they were playing and the dude in the crowd next to me was just like what the fuck's she doing up there? Like, blah, blah, blah. like just saying rude stuff, like about her boob size, about the face she's making while she's singing, like just stuff like that. And then highly suspect came on, and he was just completely respectful, like, oh fuck, it's like, just that's such an just ugly respect behavior. everybody, just yeah. just like just yeah, like respect. I don't know what I just said, but respect everybody. I thought yeah. I said disrespect yeah. everybody, but <laughs> Dis- don't do that. <laughs> disrespect <laughs> <Yeah>. everybody. <laughs> if you're going to do a show, like at least give the openers a chance. Yeah, if like, you haven't seen somebody. Give them a chance. Yeah. Yeah. I went and saw the Frights, and, like, I just liked the Frights. I didn't even know who was opening. I had never heard of them. But once the opener started, I liked the opener better than the band. I, like, yeah. stayed for one Fright song, and then I went outside to smoke a cigarette with the opener. And I hung out with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's sick. Well, coming That's coming so back, sick. Coming back so to Mac DeMarco, uh, <laughs> did you see him in uh, Omaha? I saw him at Red Rocks. At Red Rocks. Oh. Yeah. Red Rocks Favorite always venue in the whole world. It was incredible. Yeah. Like, I... Like, that's a bucket list thing, man. I, I am, am going <laughs> to play at Red Rocks. Yeah. I yeah, I hope so. I hope I get You're going to gonna play at Red Rocks. <laughs> You're going to manifest that shit. Let's play I a show together at Red Rocks. We'll play, Let's do we'll it. play Let's a show that's together. Our <laughs> that's Fuck our goal. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he was so fun. Yeah. Um, the crowd was awful, though. Like, yeah. like, my aunt was there, and, like, she got, like, sexually harassed by oh this, like, fuck. really, like, aggressive, like, this, like, I don't, I don't mean to, like, 
she she was like a really aggressive lesbian and and like she was just being rude and like she was like preying upon my aunt who like who like didn't want like she was like married happily and like yeah yeah. you know like like it was just like rude yeah you know and i i like stepped disrespectful i like stepped in i'm like hey listen like first of all you're sitting on our blanket which like we like put out for a reason because we've got people like go like who are smoking cigarettes like in the smoking area who are coming back yeah and they're taking up those spots second of all like this is unwarranted like we no one asked you like no one to mm-hmm. to like flirt with my aunt, and she's like, <laughs> and this this Can this you flirt chick, with my aunt? <laughs> this like this chick is like like my aunt clearly was so uncomfortable by this, and mm-hmm. this chick was like, you're just mad because I think your aunt is hot. Shut up. And I'm like, just literally so rude. Like I, I hate that. I hate the unwarranted like, and then aggressive behavior. Like when it's I didn't ask you to come over here and talk to me. Yeah, don't get exactly. mad that I don't want you to. I was smoking a J at Red Rocks, and some <laughs> dude walked up to me and asked to hit it. And I was like, "No, sorry, <laughs> this is mine. And he's like, oh, okay. And then just like lit his cigarette. And he's like, how old are you? And I was like, too young. And he just, oh, him and his man. friend looked at each other. And then his friend just kept talking to me, and his other friend was like, Ugh. let's get the Just rude. go away. Just stop. If People you feel like you need to ask me how old I am. <laughs> yeah. I was I was gonna bring something up about the uh, the Mac DeMarco show in Omaha because I feel like many of our listeners might have yeah been my at girlfriend that show. was at that show and she yeah. said it was like the audience was just so douchey yeah and they they were douchey to an extent I mean a, a lot of it seemed like Visco girls you know who were mm. like yeah, yeah I just want to go see I just want to go there to see Mac DeMarco and be like an indie girl sort of thing right mm-hmm. um, um, but uh, w- what I thought what I thought was interesting was the opener that he had was this. Either a Chinese or Japanese band um, that came on and played some real like, like the it's the most experimental music you could possibly imagine. <laughs> I mean, it, it mm-hmm. you know it was some stuff I that, love Ma- that that it was great. Mac DeMarco as fuck, it's Mac dude. DeMarco as fuck. I mean, you know, you listen to <laughs> the the this old dog demos, and he has he has two songs at the end of the of the album that are purely. Uh, you know Japanese music, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, and so which songs are, are you talking about? It's like Master uh, Yuba or something, and this old dog. Yeah, the this old dog demos. This old dog is the demos. Oh, the oh, demos, demos album. Okay. Yeah, the demos I album. I don't know if I've listened to that because I love this old. Yeah, dog. well, he's this old dog with the one with the yellow cover. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. And you know he's really into into Japanese I music. I can see that. I love yeah. Japanese music. Have you ever heard of um, Shintaro Sakamoto? Sakamoto. Somebody brought no, that name that up to us. Amazing. Just amazing. Yeah. Anyway, please. Anyway, yeah, but people people were just, you know, just hanging out talking during their set. Uh, and it, to me, it seemed like the kind of music that uh, people in this area of the country and uh, in our generation might be might might perceive as just you know ambient shit, right? Mm-hmm. But it was it was far too intimate and far too not extravagant, but just uh, it 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 had this they had, had so much passion behind it that it was hard not to listen to it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could tell they and were putting a lot of You could tear. tell they were putting a lot of effort into what they were doing and people yeah. were just like hanging out talking. 
you know, yeah. uh, while while that was going on, and there was it, it was a beautiful uh, 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 the projections that they had from the lights were amazing, uh, and a Mac had the same projections. He had he had the same backdrop. He had the same everything mm-hmm. that were going on during her dur- during his set, uh, and and it was uh, it was unfortunate. Um, and I, you know, I sat back and listened to it in its entirety, and I was like, you know, this is, this is kind of the stuff that, I, d- I don't know if I would particularly go back and listen to this music out of my own volition, but uh, it, it was obviously very passionate, and uh, it it seemed like that if if somebody came to Lincoln with that mentality and that, uh, that that kind of. Uh, I keep saying it, but passion behind their music, mm-hmm. I'd I'd absolutely watch it, you yeah, know, and I'd I'd, yeah. I'd feel I'd feel like the the same thing that they were feeling, but it w- it was, it wasn't particularly an intimate show, and I and I saw Mac getting frustrated by the end of it because yeah. he was like yelling at the audience and mm. you know People just just don't know how to be an audience member. Yeah, Gosh. yeah, it was it was frustrating, and I and I I, f- I feel like Mac mm. is getting more frustrated with that. I mean, you watch yeah. his. You watch those YouTube videos that he has where it's like advanced recording techniques and he has Vaseline <laughs> rubbed all over his face, you know? <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that. <laughs> no. No, it's, it's hilarious. He <laughs> I is do. No. It's just like no. microphone. To <laughs> how to record. Yeah. Microphone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's great. It's great. But but you can see that he's trying to uh, – he's not regress, but uh, just come, come back to his roots, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. with uh, – analog recording and just doing it the way he does it and not paying heed to what anybody else has to say mm-hmm. about what he's doing and so um i i try and uh, emanate that with most things that i do because it's really um it's a good mindset to yeah it's yeah, a really good mindset it's a really good mindset to be in for sure yeah i feel like it's really sad to see artists disheartened during their own shows like because of the crowd's behavior, oh. there's a documentary that Darwin Dees did during his tours. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> he, you just see him in the beginning of the episode, just like sitting backstage with his head in his hands, and it's like they're not interacting with me at all. Like I don't know what to do, and so he just goes through this whole show with zero energy, zero, zero passion coming from the audience's yeah. side. And then after the show, he's like, "There's only so much you can do. On to the next one." But yep. it's like, damn. They could have just fucking at least cheered or clapped, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's like, you're at it's a like, show. Come on. It's like Tom York from Radiohead lying in the fetal position yes. on stage for the entire what? show. What? You know? That happened? Yeah, That'd he did mean. that shit in the 90s. No way. Because he was... How did I know about this? Yeah, he was, uh, he was like... I dis- love Radiohead. Yeah, I love, I love Radiohead too. And he was disgruntled by the fact that people thought of them as just like a grunge band, you know, mm. who were... Oh, and they're like, they're so artistic. They're so artistic, and so they weren't ready for art rock. And so like 1996, 97... You know, he would he would yeah. just do passive aggressive shit like you know lie in the fetal position That's on the stage amazing. for an entire show. It's like people would pay. And <laughs> yeah, people would pay like, to see That's it. That's amazing. That's and of like course, he ultimate. performs beautifully. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's just uh, it's an artistic statement of like place. Yeah. yeah okay. Passive aggressive. Fuck you. It's definitely <laughs> a different circumstance, but I love when people do that. Like just like yeah. weird stuff. The the mm-hmm. opener for the frights that I went and saw. They were called on drugs. Highly recommend them. Uh, super, super band. cool band. Mm-hmm. Super good band. But the singer had gotten off stage and came into the crowd and like got into the fetal position, but then but then did the thing where you spin in circles. 
and he was just singing and spinning in circles on his side (laughs) yeah like in the crowd and everybody's just i'm like standing there just staring at him and he's just doing it and then he like tries to do a headstand and almost kicks somebody in the face and then gets back on stage and just has like they were such a killer band they're so cool i love that i got two quick stories about uh, me being disgruntled by the audience i was booked i was on tour and i was booked in kansas on a metal show because mm-hmm. you know my name was always tied with metal bands even though i was not <laughs> um <laughs> so obviously my band was in between and we were from out of town we were the cigarette break uh you know chill out while all the metal bands get ready to do metal in the same <laughs> and so i just noticed you know people aren't really paying attention to me so i just started walking around the venue we were in a mediterranean restaurant and there was a little side side area where people were sitting and they were kind of far away there was the crowd in front so i walked over to the side because i noticed those were the people that were actually listening they were sitting there and intently listening to what i was doing so i walked over there and i started just basically playing to them and the rest of the crowd (laughs) was like trying to peek around the corner to see what I was doing. I was like, oh, now you're paying attention? So yeah. then I walked back over and, nice. and finished the song. Sometimes that's what you got to yeah. do. Like, mm-hmm. make people aware mm-hmm. of what I they're doing. The there's a... Yeah, I was just going to say, there's a comedy, na- comedy night uh, on Monday nights at Duffy's Tavern. Yeah. And, like, I would go, because, like, my friend would do comedy night, and I'd be, like, the only person that clapped and asked questions and, like, laughed and did all that. And so he'd be, like, the dude, the, uh, the narrator or whatever, mm-hmm. he'd be like... Thank you, audience, and just point at me. (laughs) (laughs) And then people would laugh and listen. My other quick story, uh, I was playing a show in Omaha with, I don't want to say their name, because I I liked their performance. Very, very talented band. Um, But when I was playing, I had two of my buttons undone, showing a bit of chest hair, and I've been overweight. I am not right now, but I've dealt with being overweight and people really? body shaming me. You know, I'm seeing what like I'll show you pictures from okay. <laughs> 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 yeah. um, So I was half I was almost done with my show and I look over and see their band is just like trying to tell me to button my shirt more. And they just, they're like grabbing their collars and pulling them close. And they're like just doing it over and over That's again. And then looking at really each other weird. and laughing. So. Take your fucking shirt off, babe. <laughs> yeah, That's what I did. That's yeah. what I did. Once Fuck I finished yeah, that dude. song, I unbuttoned my shirt the entire way and I played the rest of the show. Badass. And that's all Fuck I did. that's all I did, and then I didn't wow. talk to them anymore. And they were like, "We loved your set," you know. Like, no, all due respect. I don't know who he's talking about. I'm sure he has told me, but I forget. But all due respect, that's fucking rude. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't I, even if it was me. Fuck. Like if if I have a little cleavage showing, I know I've had girls like, it's like fuck off. Like it sucks. Do you know how hard mm-hmm. it is? Like to just want to be comfortable with your fucking body with a little yeah. bit of skin showing. Mm-hmm. Oh, that grinds my gears. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, we should probably <laughs> yeah, wrap, it up. <laughs> wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I guess uh, a couple questions for you, Paul. 
Um, what's what's running through your iPod Nano shuffle? Yeah. yeah. Oh what shit. Right now, what, what are you what are you what are you grooving on? Louis Del Mar recently released a new album. Who did? Mm. Louis Del Mar. Louis Del Mar. Oh yeah, yeah you were it's trying to. August. We, we were yeah. driving uh, after uh, he came over to check out the place. We drove him home, yeah, and he was right. telling us to listen <laughs> to them. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty good. Um, let's see. I've been listening to a lot of jazz. <laughs> oh, there's this one song called uh, like Space Into Place. Oh, that's pretty cool. Where the place. helpful aliens go? Mm. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Space is a place where the helpful aliens go. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of um, Watermelon Man, Cantaloupe Island. Oh, yeah, <laughs> um, dude. Watermelon Man slays. Who is that? Who is that? Herbie Hancock. Herbie Hancock, of course. Yeah. How would I blank that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fucking love Herbie Hancock. He's and a genius. Going on that guy. Um, Let's see. Bahama's new song. Mm. Ooh. Um, All on my own. On my own. Um, Something like on that. On my own. It's so good. It is so good. If you guys ever listen to Bahamas, like, you know they're amazing. But if you don't, look that shit up. The new shit is amazing. Fuck the yeah. old shit is amazing. Yeah, just like, just look it up. It's so good. Yes, Fuck sir. yeah. Um, recent like local artists though. Ooh. Um, yeah, my uh, my good friend Riley, um, who's in my band. He plays guitar. In my Riley band. Agina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Wicko Raya, aka. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't know his real name, but I have him on Instagram. He just messaged me about 10 minutes ago. He's like, oh, cool, (laughs) I'm in his band. And I was like, well, looks like we'll have to have you in as well. (laughs) So if you're listening to this, we are excited to have you. This is a formal invitation. This is your formal invitation. Text me. (laughs) You've been summoned to the chalet. (laughs) We're excited. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but Riley's really cool, and he's working on some new music. He is. Well, he yeah. will have to come in and talk about it. Yes. Yeah, yeah I'll leave it at that. But <laughs> I am blown away by that dude. Like yeah. Talented. Absolutely blown I saw away. a video that he had posted on his Instagram of him playing guitar. And in the beginning, he, oh, it yeah. was funny. He like he started singing. He's like, ah, fuck, I can't sing anymore. And then he goes <laughs> right back into it. And it made me cheese so hard. He's, <laughs> he, c- he's ca- he can sing. Yeah. yeah. Like, Probably I don't know what he was saying, but <laughs> damn. Yeah, watching him at open mic nights is amazing. I yeah. need to catch that like because his guitar playing was very impressive. Mm-hmm. Like just from the yeah. one bit I've seen, no, he's, I'm he's really sad that he's flown under my radar thus far. But I'm yeah. hearing about him now. So yeah. yeah, he's a good musician, great friend. You know, Hell yeah, awesome person to have in your life. Plug oh your yeah. homies. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, also, uh, Andy Vagalus. You guys know him? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Andy is awesome. Um, very rad work. Yeah, yeah. Have you guys seen him live? I believe I have. But I know I have him on Instagram. But like, I just feel like I've seen him in a bunch of shows. But maybe he hasn't mm-hmm. performed. Have so he him. he plays with the Wildwoods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in my band. They played um, at uh, Hub and Soul the other night. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I would highly recommend going to any show that you know Andy is playing at. But he doesn't do them often. But Andy play. Andy has his own band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he has actually got ba- Bandy cr- Bandy Vagalis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's he's got um basement a basement creators set up on YouTube and it is wow. like 
it is my favorite basement creator that I've I've seen, and I was actually like privileged enough to go to that show. It was right before COVID hit. Mm. Wow. And the bartenders at Storm Cellar were like, "Yeah, that was my favorite show." Mm. <laughs> Fuck so yeah, man. He that man Andy is so good. Like, just having him in the band and and Riley, like, it's just so it's just so special. Like Andy. Andy and I have been friends for a while. Like he, uh, like we were connected through my friend Noah Ghost. Um, oh yeah. Um, yeah, he was he was playing at Hub and Soul the other night yeah, with the Wildwoods yeah, yeah, as yeah, well. Noah's, yeah, Noah was part of the like the duo of the Wildwoods. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, him and Chloe. Um, but yeah, I I know Andy through Noah, and like just having him in the band. He was like he was actually the first like band member of Swallow Pope technically. Nice. Wow. Um, <laughs> We we started like playing some of my songs together. We we were jamming for a while, mm-hmm. you know, like all of like the whole the whole crew, you know, yeah. me, Andy, and Tony, our drummer, Tony, yeah, is a jack of all trades, honestly. Like so is Andy, so is Riley, so is Noah. What am What am I talking about? Every <laughs> band member is just like incredible at every instrument. Like I'm probably honestly like the least qualified in my <laughs> band at every instrument <laughs> compared to all my band members. It's like, well, that's the way I it should be, honestly. I mean, yeah, it's like I feel like I like, like, like I like bring them like songs that I write, and they're like, "This is cool. We're going to like do this and this and this and make it like that much cooler." Yeah. But I'm like, Whoa. <laughs> like, yeah, I dude. I'm blown away by like. That's badass. By the capabilities of my band members. I mean, you really have an all-star cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in I'm, terms I'm of so band grateful members. for yeah. it, man. Like, I, it's been it's been a long time coming. Like, we've we've had a lot of adjustments. Like, I love everyone who's been in my band who's transitioned in and out of it. But yeah. like, I'm so happy to have who we have now. That's yeah, awesome. man. Yeah. Dude. All right. Well, uh, I guess that's it. Yeah. Do you have I anything you want to plug that sure. you're gonna be doing soon or um, coming out? I guess look out for a Pepe show soon. Mm-hmm. Fuck soon. yeah. We're working on a date. Um, um, God bless you, Pepe. Um, I know he was, he had just had some, like, I think some complications. Um, so we're trying to get a show set up and, like, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. It, it should be pretty cool. Like, nice. I love Pepe. Um, yeah. Um, and Pepe's then, a G. Yeah. And then Laundry Room. Coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's going to be so fun. <laughs> Absolutely um, pumped. Right now, it's live stream. Right? Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, keep on the lookout for that. Um, At laundryroom.live. Yeah. Keep on the lookout for that. Um, depending on how Nebraska reacts to COVID, possibly. <laughs> like a couple of people. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's really up to the people in the laundry room. But yeah. We'll see. Um, yeah. It's going to be good either way. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then um, one last thing. This is it's kind of big. This is a big fun one. Um, Shallot Records and oh. I have been in cahoots about recording some stuff. So Fuck yeah, uh, everyone on this podcast <laughs> is going to be in the studio. <laughs> 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 Oh, we gotta set a date for that. But yes. So yeah, most bro. likely, you will continue to hear from Mr. Swilp. <laughs> we most likely will have him back. Yes. As oh, you yes. will hear about his work, we are working on. So it's wonderful. Yes. 
Well, it was so nice to have you. Yes. Nice to be here. <laughs> <laughs>